Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with Eric Moore. He's the Senior Officer of Accountability Research and Equity for Minneapolis Public Schools. Hello, Eric. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for talking with us today. So, Eric, tell us a little bit more about what you do for Minneapolis Public Schools. So, I am the Senior Officer for Accountability Research and Equity. So, uh, that's supporting the district uh, in all aspects of uh, research, evaluation, assessment, uh, school improvement plans in charge of Title I, II, uh, IV, or AYP grants, uh, our equity and integration work, and our social-emotional learning and positive school and engagement work. So that's a lot of work, it sounds like, what you I do. I stay busy. I stay busy, <laughs> but I try to have a positive attitude. I love our students. Well, so talk to me a little bit about the kinds of work, Eric, that you've been doing in terms of uh, preparing for all these different possibilities of what might happen this fall. Absolutely. I, mean, I think we had so our, our senior leadership team has been working diligently with our superintendent on trying to think through uh, one, like what are our lessons learned with, with distance learning uh, so that we can have a stronger program. And that's the direction we go. We're still waiting for the governor's direction. Uh, but we're, we're wanting to make sure that that whatever we do uh, is, is grounded in, in concepts of, of equity, uh, social emotional learning high quality instruction um, that we're giving students uh, what they need uh, when they need it. So, uh, you know, that's the important work we're looking at. Uh, uh, we're going to make sure that we have strong communication with our families, uh, that there's uh, some continuity of, of instruction. We had a chance to, to survey thousands of families about uh, some lessons learned with distance learning. And uh, what we clearly heard was that uh, there is a desire for rigor, um, there's a desire for uh, consistency uh, in instruction or uh, face-to-face uh, like synchronous learning uh, with our teachers. Uh, we were able to, uh, you know, we were wrestling with the digital divide. And so what we've committed to do is make sure every student who needs a device um, has that device. And, and so we've really um, pushed that and emphasizing that in terms of making sure our students have a quality experience. But as of now, I mean, there's three options. I mean, you know, and there'll be some variation of these models. But the first is that obviously uh, you can, you know, we can have everyone come back uh, similar to pre-COVID-19. And, um, you know, certainly that's not ideal. But the second is you, uh, and with that variation, you could do some type of social distancing, again, depending upon what the governor's direction is. Uh, the second approach could be a hybrid model. Uh, where you where you have some students come back, uh, it could be for um, you know a few days a week. You could have a rotating schedule uh, that could involve different grade levels. Um, so that's a that's a model. Uh, the the third is you just go uh, distance learning, uh, and uh, everyone would, would do distance learning. So we're considering those three models and variations of those models. I'm obviously waiting to see what the governor's direction will be. We have a school board meeting uh, called the Committee of the Whole uh, on Tuesday, the 28th. Uh, it'll be from 6 to 8, and I think it's on Channel 15, actually, if, if people want to view in. Uh, at that meeting, the superintendent and, and, and my colleagues will share uh, more details on the model uh, that we're proposing, um, and then there'll be opportunity to have continued conversations with the community. But uh, just doing a lot of listening and, and just wanting to honor our commitment to our families to ensure that the students are getting what they need uh, as we go through this really difficult time 
of COVID-19. Eric, you mentioned this survey that you did uh, with families. I'd, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about the kinds of things you learned. What surprised you? And uh, because I'm sure, I'm sure you expected to hear a lot of things that you heard, but were there surprises in there? You know, I think uh, in some cases, you know, surveys confirm what you're what you're seeing on the ground and what you learn from teachers. And so we did surveys. We also did some engagement sessions. Across with our different communities, we uh, so the survey was with five thousand. The first survey we had five thousand uh, parents respond to open-ended questions. We were able to, to also hear from fifteen hundred staff. We also had a variety of focus groups with um, you know various communities, uh, cultural communities, and and so I think the big learning was that there was just variation and, and uh, inconsistency. So. Uh, you know, for some families, if they had the access to the technology, um, and in some cases, if the instructor uh, was well-versed in, in technology, uh, they had a positive experience. Um, you know, some family members also uh, expressed that a positive was that uh, they enjoyed having time to spend with their family. So having their child at home um, was a positive thing. The lessons learned over clear in terms of uh, we needed more rigor, we need more consistency in scheduling. Um, we could have done, uh, uh, you know, challenges. I mentioned the digital divide, accessing technology. Uh, we had about 70% of our African-American families, for example, as we began the spring, that did not have a device. So, so we had lag time in making sure all families across the district had access to a device. And, of course, you know, that impacted the continuity of instruction. So uh, that's something that we diligently addressed, not only making sure the students have a device and making sure they have access to the internet, which is a huge uh, issue regarding equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's also, um, you know, challenging um, just the, the social emotional learning aspect where learning is such a relational endeavor and you can't underestimate what it means for students to have that relationship and connection with their teachers. Uh, so that was something that we clearly heard, um, was that the, the families wanted more time, uh, uh, the students having more time with their teacher. Now, we talked to the 1,500 staff. Uh, I think that there were some really, there were some positives, obviously, in that the, the skill set of our teachers and our teachers and staff, our ESPs, they're just amazing people. And um, the work they did, um, you know, in, in many cases, in such a short amount of time, getting the platforms ready, for students to learn in a distance way is remarkable. So I think we, we saw some technology proficiency gain, um, and there's a lot of creativity obviously from our staff. I think mean, we saw some increased family engagement, uh, and, and obviously with distance learning is it kept people safe. But again, uh, what our what our staff is saying as well is is being equity minded. They also identified challenges with digital divides. So if the students didn't have a device. And depending on what area of the city you lived in, um, you know, students were uh, were showing up when they were able to get a device, showing up into the into the learning environment. So, again, that's a priority: making sure our students have a device. We can make sure that we start the fall whatever model with an equity lens. Uh, it was also for some students challenging to engage them, um, and so you know, having to have that that online uh, engagement relationship with students and make it interesting means a different. Obviously, a different environment when you're learning online uh, versus in the classroom. And the students enjoy each other, right? I mean, learning is very relational, I mentioned, and 
they also learn from each other. So uh, being very clear that, that students need to have the opportunities to interact and that uh, you can also schedule and play. I mean, they need to have the opportunity to play. I mean, you think about when students are in school, uh, recess and particularly at elementary levels is critical um, for students to have a healthy learning experience. And I think the other is just, um, you know, just the inconsistent, uh, challenging schedules. Uh, I think that uh, what parents and staff both want is they want consistency. They want to, um, you know, have uh, some expectations. Uh, parents want expectations of, of what their children will be doing. Um, and I think staff also want to have those clear expectations so that they can have the support they need uh, to do their best work. So I, I just think that uh, as we present our distance learning plan, um, if, if we have to continue to do distance learning, that we're going to just clearly be able to address uh, what, what folks are asking for. Now, that was a, a first survey. We're still, um, I'll present some more information. Um, on Tuesday, we get a second survey in which we have 12,000 responses. Uh, there's also an additional staff survey. I'm really talking about what supports um, are needed. You know, how do, how do people view the different models? And I mentioned um, you know, the hybrid model, the, the, the return back to school. I mean, obviously, there's safety considerations, keeping the social distancing. Um, and or if you went all distance learning. So we asked families about um, their preferences. We asked families about um, how do they feel about transportation. So, so uh, and I just want to say the primary consideration we're looking at, you know, values, going back to our values, primary, number one is we have to keep our students and staff safe and healthy. Um, you know, this is uh, a moment in time. And so we, we, we care for our Children, we love our, our, our children in, in the district, and so we need to keep them safe and healthy. And then we have to make sure that the, uh, qual the instruction is high quality, whatever model we use. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to, our family says that equity is extremely important. So um, we need to, uh, and this is a community value, support the most marginalized or, uh, you know, in our district, the, the, the people who need the support more. Um, you know, the, to get the support to meet the needs of those, of those families. So, so that's what we're doing, and uh, it was uh, it's eye opening. I'm always uh, happy, pleased when when we're engaging our community, and, and the values are so centered around equity, around rigor. Uh, and in this case, uh, I think folks appreciated the, the safety. You know, that they're also as, as family members, staff. You know, there's just a lot of anxiety. People want to make sure the kids are safe and, and that as employees, employees are safe. So, so that's what we're committed to. Eric Moore, Senior Officer of Accountability Research and Equity for Minneapolis Public Schools. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Well, it's very nice to, uh, to be on, and I hope to, to have the opportunity to, to speak with you again. But, uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a challenging time, but, but I think we have a, obviously have a, a strong team and we're engaging. Our, our community and our families and so and our staff. So we're going to uh, listen and we're going to uh, uh, do what's best and keep our kids safe and, and provide high-quality instruction.